I feel better, more energetic, stronger, better informed than I've ever felt in my life. And the research I'm doing clearly indicates that if you remain active physically and mentally, and I still read an average of about three hours a day, uh, that your creativity definitely substantially increases because you have access to all of the accumulated information and knowledge you've acquired over that period of years. Welcome to The Ziegler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and I'm here to inspire your true performance. From the framework established by Zig Ziegler, one of the top motivators in personal development leaders our world has ever known, who believed we could all be more, do more, and have more. How? Improve ourselves, beginning with how we think about ourselves. So today, let's break down some personal development. I'm bringing you today a two-minute clip from Zig Ziglar on retirement, and I'll preface by admitting what he says is somewhat controversial, but the point is massively valid regarding retirement, if that is your goal and expectation. So I simply asked this question in response on my personal Facebook page, which you can all join in these weekly conversations at, uh, by finding me at agent K is in Kevin agent K Miller. But at the question was, do you look forward to retiring? Why or why not? Well, quickly there were over 60 comments and two very distinct sides. The comments were all so valuable that I actually changed the format of this show. And instead of having one of my regular co-hosts with me, I just read through a majority of the comments. And then at the end, simply pose some questions for you and leave you to ponder your own perspective and desire. Uh, It'll be an interesting show and it's just relevant. Well, ultimately to everyone. It truly is. I'd ask you to share it with others you feel it would be of value to. Uh, It somewhat boils down to doing the things you care about now or waiting. So we'll get started with Zig's message after I share some great resources with you. All right, well, here then is Zig's message. It's just over two minutes. Uh, And the people who commented to the question on retirement, of course, did not hear this first. Uh, And and you will hear Zig's perspective. But stay tuned to hear what everyone shared. Here we go. You know what I believe about myself when I tell people this? Sometimes they look at me as if I'm just uh, whistling Dixie or something. I honestly believe that I'm at least five, maybe ten years away from reaching my peak. I feel better, more energetic, stronger, better informed than I've ever felt in my life. And the research I'm doing clearly indicates that if you remain active physically and mentally, and I still read an average of about three hours a day, uh, that your creativity definitely substantially increases because you have access to all of the accumulated information and knowledge you've acquired over that period of years. I recently signed a contract seven years to do a daily newspaper column. We're in 32 papers uh, now, and if you'll call your local paper, maybe we'll get in your paper as well in case we're not there. Now, they insisted on a seven-year renewal, so that's 14 years. I believe in those long-range goals. I really do. A lot of times people ask me, well, do you ever think about retirement? I said, yep, and said no long time ago. You, uh, you might not uh, know this, but the only time retirement is mentioned in the Bible, it is always as a punishment. I just hope God is not ready to punish me uh, for a while at any rate. Got so many things I want to 
do. Now, I'm ready to go when he's ready for me, but I got a lot of things also I would like to get done. That retirement baloney got started in the 1870s in Germany when Bismarck was a chancellor. He just noticed one day that virtually every one of his powerful enemies was 65 and older. He persuaded the German legislature to pass legislation making age 65 mandatory retirement age. In one stroke of the pen, now he neglected to explain to everybody what he was doing, uh, but in one stroke of the pen, he eliminated the overwhelming majority of all of his enemies who had power, judgment, wisdom, influence, contacts, money, I mean the whole smear. And for some reason, a lot of people, a lot of other countries said, hey, that's a good idea, let's do that too. And as a result, we're putting out to pasture people as they literally, in many cases, hit their peak. I think it's a tragic mistake. Okay, friends, let's hear how people responded again to the question, do you look forward to retiring? Why or why not? And again, I have no co-host here. I simply am going to read right through a good majority of the responses with little comment. I do, however, then end with some significant questions for you, for me, for all of us to ponder. This is a big medicine topic and should ultimately help dictate your very life direction. That's a big statement, but well, hey, listen in now, see if you agree. Here we go. All right. To start us off here is Steve Rosen. He says, oh my gosh, yes. However, it's temporary. I need a total reboot before I start whatever my next endeavor is again, this time with a different mindset. People like you will continue to inspire and influence me. Why am I retiring? I simply need a break. Time for family and wellness. I start the new adventure on the 9th of March. What's interesting, Steve is retired. I know Steve. He's retired military, so that's one retirement. And then he does fitness boot camps. He's done those. I'm not sure how long. It might even be a decade uh, that he's done in Arizona. And now he's moving his family to another part of the country. And uh, But I'm sure we'll see him pursue something that has similar meaning of serving others in his life. So good on you, Steve. Vincent, uh, and I'm not sure how you say his last name, Pugliese. Maybe I'll skip last names for the readings here. He says, nope, why would I stop? I love what I do. And we can do it from anywhere. Freedom. Uh, and I do know Vincent. He is a, an author and entrepreneur, inspires and serves a lot of people. So not, not uh, surprised to hear that from him. Ed Draves, he says, no, I certainly, I enjoy certain aspects of my job because I, because I enjoy them. I excel in those areas. I plan to remain a part-time employee until I can no longer physically be there. After retirement age, picking and choosing my tasks and responsibilities. Andy Nicholson says, yes, I have a great job, but it also has its limits on the possibilities and opportunities. In the next chapter of my life, I'll be searching for freedom. And you'll hear a lot of similar responses, I think, to that. Dan Brandenburg. And I know, I know of Dan, he's a professional photographer and just interesting guy. He says, if you are doing what you love every day is a vacation and an adventure. Why would you ever want to stop that? What would I do in retirement anyway? Sit on a couch all day and watch television. I'll have plenty of time to retire once I'm in the ground. Uh, Jennifer Meisel, she says, here's some diversity. I don't think I'll be able 
to retire. But if I did retire, I would absolutely look forward to doing things in my time, diversity of my day, travel, getting involved in things I love, trying new things, etc. I am not a person that needs to work. I'm never bored. My mind is naturally stimulated. Uh, I may have a, I may have had a different response if I actually loved what I do. Amber Hendrickson. I'm a ways away from this, but I don't think I ever want to retire in the traditional sense. Do nothing, golf, play bridge, etc. I love to learn and apply ideas, test new products and create. So I don't see myself ever stopping that. I do look forward to a time when I don't have to work just to earn money to cover my daily living expenses. Johnny Ferris says, ha, retire? No way. Right now, I don't have any plans on retiring. I've seen too many that pass away within three years of retiring. I think somebody else says this in our thread here too. But he says, still moving careers right now, so traditional retirement is out of the question. Brenda Dunnigan. And folks, I'll tell you, Brenda is somebody I work closely with. She's one of the most amazing business managers ever. If you've got a business and you need help, I tell you to get a hold of her though. Don't take too much of her time because I use most of it. Uh, it's Brenda, B-R-E-N-D-A Dunnigan, D-U-N-A-G-A-N.com. She says, I'm an anomaly. I live in a 55 plus community, but I'm not retired. Sometimes I get weary in business and think I'd like to, but I know that after about two weeks, I'd be ready to get back in the saddle. Otherwise it's bingo golf and squabbling over who ate too many donuts at the morning coffee hour. Some enjoy it more than others, I think, but it's because they stay active and, and engaged. Just north of here are hundreds of thousands of retirees. She lives in Florida, uh, who by outside observation are having the time of their lives. Yet there's a high rate of depression. So maybe I just like the idea of retirement. Some days, maybe, but like any phase of life, you have to have purpose or life can get pretty empty. Unless of course you're the one who ate all the donuts at morning coffee hour. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's very insightful. Goodness. Uh, Jason Smirsch, he says, I never look forward to being, to, to being retired. I want to stay on top of my game. Dan Moyle, he says, I like, or I look forward to living the life I desire with my bride. That's not really retirement as my dream is to work remotely and travel the country or beyond with her doing the work I love. Susie Kidd, she says, oh my gosh, yes. In 11 months, I'll be 53. I will have 26 years of working in the best juvenile justice system in the nation, Missouri, and I'm ready for something new while drawing my pension. Probably something part-time that fulfills my passions. Teaching at the community college level is one of them. Maybe I'll become a life coach. Chris Rose says, absolutely. I'm looking forward to retiring from the sheriff's department so I can focus on real estate full time. Scott Little, he says, no intention of it. I will be doing this until I take my last breath. And I know Scott, he is a chiropractor. He loves what he does. He believes in what he does. He feels like he is serving people. And uh, I know him. He is. Dave Nielsen. He says, yes, my retirement dreams are taking shape in high definition and a huge plug for Chris Hogan's book, Retire Inspired, which folks, we interviewed Chris. I interviewed, I interviewed Chris 
oh, probably a year ago. But if you scroll down through the shows, you'll find it. I didn't pick out the show number, but uh, great, great that he is plugging Chris's book, Retire Inspired. It is really profound. Uh, but Dave goes on to say, and imagining all the fun things I will be able to do with my family, friends, church, and my personal development, considering having that extra time when I don't also need to balance all the responsibilities with career progression. It makes me excited to plan and start preparing financially now while I'm still probably 30 years away from it. Wow, uh, Dave, that's that's uh, that's maturity right there. 30, 30 years away and taking that into account right now is significant. Mary Smith says, I retired from teaching when I was 54 after 28 years. I was retired, she has in quotes, for two months before I started my consulting company. I looked forward to retirement because I wanted to free my time to do what I really wanted to do. Not so much to quit working, but to work on my terms. Patrick Green, he says, I am doing it Friday. This Friday, I start my second act career on Monday. Wow, that's timely post for you, Patrick. Thank you. Tim Dagley, he says, entrepreneurs never retire, they recreate. I have watched too many people retire and literally slowly die. Their identity was their work, and once that was gone, the end. Uh, My two cents, at least. Frank uh, Redivide, we were designed by God for works. I could never fully retire. Maybe slow down, but I would get bored if I completely quit. Simon Warwick, although years away from retirement age, uh, 60, which is 65 in Australia, I'm learning that retirement requires two things. One preparation financially, emotionally, and relationally Two purpose Netflix binging just won't satisfy. I agree. Thanks for that. Simon Bill Hayes. He says age 66 plus I might retire from my current work at 70. I would like a few whole months off to do some pilgrimage like through hike the Colorado Trail and the Camino de Santiago. Tom Schwab, he says, I want no part of what most people call retirement. It's a certain formula for getting old and dying. I will forever be grateful to Dan Miller for changing my paradigm on what aging should look like. Every decade, we should be doubling our impact based on what we have learned and the relationships we have built. If the Supreme Court justices can work well into their 80s, why not me? Uh, And I know Tom and, uh, of course, Dan Miller. uh, Most folks know that's my dad, Dan Miller of 48days.com fame. And, uh, you know, I have to admit, yeah, I grew up where retirement was a dirty word and admittedly, Still is, but thanks, Tom. Michael Hudson says, not even remotely interested in the concept and frankly, still don't understand why so many are. And he has in parentheses, not judging, I just don't get it. I'm far more interested in continuing to create impact and maintain a balanced life where we do the things we want to do and continue to use the gifts we were given to serve those we are here to serve. Um. Goodness, you know, Tom, Tom uh, Schwab again posts, he says, as I've heard Rabbi Daniel Lappin point out, there's no biblical support for retirement. There isn't even a historical precedent before Bismarck in the late 1800s. Bismarck, of course, is who 
Zig Ziglar referenced in his message that we heard to kick off the show. Uh, by the way, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, also somebody that we have interviewed. I got to say, folks, if you don't know Rabbi Daniel Lappin, he's probably one of the more well-known influencers of influencers that I know of. It seems that uh, so many people that we have here on the show, uh, people yeah. like my dad, Dan Miller, people like Dave Ramsey, uh, Michael Hyatt, so many others reference Rabbi Daniel Lappin and the power of his perspective on money as specifically. So uh, his book, Thou Shall Prosper, is uh, probably one of the best-selling books you might not have heard of. And, and we did interview him. I'm not sure what the show number is. You can scroll down through. It's been a couple of years. Julia Hammond says, yes, I'll have 37 years of federal employment and looking forward to traveling. Katar, Katarzyna Jenner she says, I don't know that I'll want to or choose to retire. I experience a sense of purpose that I channel through my work. I do my best to carve out time to enjoy life along the way. I love it this way. I guess that's what they mean by it's the journey that matters. Bill McConnell simply says, not in my lifetime, onward. Rob Arnold, he says, working the grind every day would be great to retire from, but I would still want to do something productive every day. Otherwise, you go from ripe to rotten. Joe Pellerito, my wife retired last year after 31 years of teaching, or should I say she just changed gears? We have called it now her rewirement. She's giving her time and talents to others and taking better care of herself. Good pace, better health. Another friend in his 60s simply asks, how can you retire from purpose? Andrew Fisher, he says, after 34 years in the financial services industry, it's not so much as retire as moving on to a more rewarding challenge. I've already started the process by hiring my replacement and setting up my next adventure. Leaving long-term clients will be the hardest part for both me and them. I have not formally set the timeline, but looking to pull the trigger within 24 to 36 months. Sean Dempsey says, I'm definitely looking forward to it. For me, the idea of retirement would be having the choice to work or not to work rather than having to work to live. I might even choose to stay with the same company. And I have plenty of hobbies and volunteer opportunities to keep me busy a long time. Curtis Stewart. I haven't worked in almost 30 years. Once I embraced what I was supposed to do, I quit working. I have worked for several companies but never had a job. So many spend their lives working at something so they can spend the last years of their lives doing what they want. That's stupid. Figure out what you really want to do, then do it. It's a real scary way to live your life, but you can't build, beat the feeling. Timothy Winders, she says, no interest in retiring. It's not in the Bible, just a fabrication of the industrial revolution that has been only been around for about a hundred years. We were created to live long, productive lives. Travis Stevens, he says, I'm excited about having a choice as to whether I have to wake up and do a particular predetermined task to pay for living expenses and a few extras, but I will never retire in regards to work or purpose. Then I would have no why. But I do look forward to the day I can retire from just getting by and progress to doing what I was created for and had been sent to do. Still trying to figure that one out. Any assistance is welcome. Well, Travis, hopefully we fulfill some of that guidance here on this very show. Brandon Russell, I like working. It's a joy to me. I think I would be a lot like my grandfather who had two bypass surgeries each time he tried to retire. He's almost 91 now and still teaching music at his school in Georgia. 
I think people should retire when they are ready to, or if they don't want to, then keep providing a service to their community. As long as a person is willing to work and enjoying it, I don't think anyone should retire if they don't have to or want to. Gibson Carone, a big no for me, Kevin Miller. I would love to do what God assigned me to do till my expiration date here on earth. And furthermore, I hope I will continue working even in the new earth as God has promised. Dwayne Burgess, he says, I cannot afford to retire while America's costs of living escalate disproportionately to income. Elizabeth Sickler, she says, I'm 35 and on days when I really get to do the parts of teaching that I love, I imagine I'll still be teaching at 70 plus. Then there are the other days when I imagine being done teaching and getting to have free time to volunteer with tutoring or crocheting things to give away. I guess I envision my retirement as a time when I won't be tied to a job that requires things get done, whether I feel like it or not. And the consequences of saying no isn't getting fired. Wow. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Barb uh, Goni here. I read recently that our generation needs a serious retirement plan, given that as we are projected to live longer, our years of retirement are due to stretch too. We'll not only need more money in the bank to last us more years, but we're also going to have to find some new hobbies to keep us busy and active longer. Many people die soon after retiring because they can't handle being idle at home after years of activity, whatever their jobs or careers may have been. But what does it mean to be retired? To work for a fixed salary, save a little, and stay at home for the next 20 years? I personally am planning to invest and acquire assets that will continue to work far from now on so that I can still focus on doing the things I enjoy most, such as traveling, trying new things, and helping others. When your passion is to help with or without money involved, I don't see how anyone can retire from that. So to answer the question, yes, I'm looking forward to retirement because I view it as an opportunity to finally focus on the work that really matters without worrying about going to work for someone else each day in the pursuit of money. I hope to retire from working for others in a few years time. Carl uh, Drahovsky, I will always enjoy work. I enjoy it. The challenges, the learning, and I must always have something to do. The difference to me, though, is getting rid of the politics and structured nature of working under stressful circumstances, often working for others or strict formality. Retirement should be natural. Do something for others. Give back. Stay sharp in mind, but always have a sense of achievement. Do something you love. Start sooner than later. Trish Hazard says, definitely, yes, I look forward to spending my time my way. Though I am appreciative to have employment and a good wage, I'm still servant to an alarm clock and someone else's rules. Margie says, uh, she says, Trish, so very true. Can't wait to turn that alarm off for good unless it's for something fun. And she goes on to say, by all means, I am looking forward to retirement. I've worked for 47 years and am now only seven days away from one of the biggest highlights of my life. Retirement is like graduation day to me. I know I have worked so hard to earn this moment, February 1st. Now on to other important things in my life. Ernie Lansford, he says, never retire, repurpose or renew, but never retire. Uh, to gender, I believe. I look forward to retiring so I can spend more time on things that I love to do. Writing, lecturing, hiking, biking, running, etc. And Barry Barrett says, no way, no mention of it in the Bible. 
Well, folks, I know that was a little bit different. Actually, that was drastically different than any other Q&A I've done just in reading those and not making a comment. And again, this is one where I, I want people to share freely. I'm not trying to put judgment on either side. Obviously, we started off with Zig's message and he stated where he stands on retirement. That is how I was raised, admittedly, but uh, just want to be cautious. I, 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 I want to uh, just uh, the attempt was just to showcase what was shared. Uh, for those looking forward to retirement, this is just I'm, just a culmination of what was said. The testimony is that those folks are not where they want to be. They're not doing what they want to do right now, not fully. They want freedom of time, money, possibilities, and opportunities. Many admit to only working to earn necessary money. They long to, in quotes, live the life they desire and do what they really want to do. They want to invest time into their passions. They desire purpose in their lives. They want a more rewarding challenge in life. They want to work for themselves and not someone else. They want to give back to others. They want to invest in themselves. Now, for those not intending to retire, they testify they basically feel they are achieving all those things already. They love what they do. They feel free. They have purpose. They don't understand why they would retire. While they do make money at their work, that's not the primary reason for working. They feel they are serving others in their work. So it brings up questions to ponder. Is it fair that some are experiencing those fruits right now in the prime of their life and some are not? I mean, do you believe it's luck of the draw that some get to have those rewards now? Some just have to do the grind and hopefully enjoy those rewards, those fruits later if possible. And some thoughts on that. Is it fair to expect we will live to retirement age and be able to finally go after those meaningful pursuits later? Are you growing your health so that at retirement age, you do have the physical and mental ability to still engage in all those meaningful pursuits? Would a million dollars showing up in your bank account today radically alter your life's devotion? Would you continue doing the work that you are doing today? And if that's the case, what does that say somewhat about priorities and, and realities in your today life? Does it make sense? We are to take the most productive years of our lives and spend them minimized from our purpose, beliefs, callings, convictions, desires, and hope again that we'll have enough time, money, and health in the twilight of our lives to pursue and hopefully achieve them. And here's an interesting, somewhat of a side perspective before I wrap up the show. My great friend and business partner, Dr. Randy James, once asked me, he says, Kevin, have you ever seen one of the elk herds on your property pass by? And folks, I think most people know I live high up in the Rocky Mountains, and we, we literally do have elk herds through there. So he says, have you ever seen one of those elk herds on the property pass by? And trailing behind was one or two elk that were hobbling, using a cane, carrying an oxygen tank in order to breathe. And yeah, obviously ingest, you know, my, my, but my answer was, of course, no. And Randy said, well, then why should we, wouldn't we rather be leading a life where we're going strong, full mental and physical capabilities, doing what we feel called to do, what we have purpose in until the moment comes when it's the end and we fully stop instead of lingering. And it was just really profound to me, obviously, because I, I do know that, uh, in, in firsthand testimony, elk herds going by. And of course, any animal that does not happen, they're running full, running strong until boom, a life threatening injury happens. And that is the end. Uh, but that word folks lingering is so haunting to me. Uh, 
we have in today's world, a longer life expectancy, but that merely refers to the continuation of a still beating heart. However, we have people checking out earlier and earlier in life from true living and they linger for decades. They're just merely existing. And I don't think that's anyone's goal. Uh, nursing homes are one of the biggest uh, businesses out there these days, and it's not full of life and love and joy. People are existing there and we don't want that, but we're becoming to expect that. And that's a new thing. If I die tomorrow, here's an admission. I will have regrets. Absolutely. I'm not a no regrets person. I'll have regrets for some of my mistakes. Some of the things that I've done that have hurt people, even if they've seen redemption, However, I'm living a life and striving valiantly so I don't have regrets for what I haven't done. That's such a big topic of what we're talking about with retirement, with what are we doing now so that retirement is not something that we give a care about, or what are we not doing that we hope to reach that point so we can finally do. So I'll leave it at that, folks. Food for thought. And thanks again so much for the open discussion here, folks. I truly value it mightily, and uh, it adds so much richness and wealth to these shows. Thank you so much. Well, friends, if you got value from the show, of course, we'd love to see a review in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, but even better, share it with a friend who you think would get value from it. I'm sure that as you heard this message on retirement, uh, that you other people came to mind. So invest in that person right now, I'd ask. Uh, We have a significant show and guest coming up next, and I'll share it right after I share some great resources with you. Coming up next in show 651, we give focus to a skill that can increase your social stature, influence, and overall opportunity exponentially. A skill I'd wager to say not even 5%, no, 0.5% of the percent percent of the world is ever, ever taught a skill. Few of us ever even think about though. We greatly direly desire the skill in others and adore those who happen to have it. So what's the skill listening and why do you care? Wouldn't you like to be adored by others or have influence with them, have better relationships with everyone, your spouse or significant other, your children, your coworkers or employees, business partners, associates, your friends, again, everyone, Uh, Please don't miss this show and this message. It's not sexy listening, but neither saving money, being debt-free forever. However, everyone wants that. Listening is doing the work for massive social capital. It's so easy to stand out and be a hero because as you'll hear in the show, few people effectively listen and we're all uh, having the consequences of that. And I know it's it's not just me. Uh, my guest is Oscar Tremboli. He's an expert in this field and beyond. He wrote a small coffee table book titled Deep Listening, Impact Beyond Words. And after a, just a quick review, I knew I needed to bring him and his message to you. I, I needed it. I think you will believe that you need it after you hear this. So folks, till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.